Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers the number one question that parents are asking right now. Let's hear the question and Mark's answer. Hey, I travel almost every weekend around the country um, and spend time leading seminars um, at churches all over. And um, so in the in the last few weeks, I've been to Detroit and Baltimore and York, Pennsylvania and Grand Rapids, Michigan and um, Morton and Peoria, Illinois. I have been in Chicago. I've been in Nashville uh, it's just kind of all over the place, and 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 I do that just to share my heart about parenting with with parents. And um, uh, I spend close to two hundred nights on the road doing these things. And, and and so as a plug, I'll just say if you want me to come speak at your church, I'd love to do that. Get a hold of us at at Heartlight, and um, and you can find out about us and and uh, and bring me to your church. I, I would love that. But. This past weekend, I I spoke at a church and and um, and there was a young lady that came with her parents and she sat there in the morning uh, when I spoke at the Sunday service and then that afternoon she sat there um, and she listened the whole time and and I was blessed to have the opportunity to to spend just a little bit of time talking to her in a couple of different times and and I, I was really quite intrigued with her. Um, not anything out of the ordinary, but of just the heart of this child. That that uh, she's a senior in high school, and her name is Cheyenne. And I'll I'll leave it at that. And and, and so I noticed I, I get people to write out cards. What are your questions that you have that you would love for me to answer? Anyway, so I get this card from Cheyenne, and she says, "This I've got a question. How do I live in love in this world as a teen with anxiety?" And I, I sat there, and I, I got on the plane the next day pretty early in the morning, and I kept thinking about that, that, that here's a young lady, that it, it's not a parent that's asking the question, but it's a young lady saying, well, how do I do that? And, and where we don't usually spend time a- answering kids' questions, I, I, it kind of ran through my head that I thought, if, if parents understood anxiety a little bit more, and, and, and kids are more and more anxious, um, then surely kids can understand the the anxiety they're going through because they wouldn't choose it. There's so many things that our kids are involved in that they don't choose and they don't really wish they were that way, but they are, and they don't know how to crawl out of the hole that they find themselves in. And this young lady is in this hole of anxiety where she doesn't want to do anything. She's losing motivation for life. Anxiety is, is a, a feeling of worry or nervousness or unease about uh, um, an imminent event uh, that has an uncertain outcome. It's an apprehension. Uh, and so I, I would tell you that, that, that somebody who goes to school and it's an imminent event that's going to be, I have to engage with people. I have to know things. I have to uh, know what I'm doing with my future. I have to, um, all those things. Um, it becomes pretty overwhelming at times. And so if you're a mom and dad out there listening, um, 
then I then I would tell you this: an understanding of the culture is, is easy, um, even through your eyes, when you have made the comment that you're glad that you don't have to grow up in this culture. Well, our kids do, and I think we're seeing them pay the price of that um, with a sense of depression and anxiety and unsuredness and confusion sometimes. But nonetheless, they're still having to go through it. But today, Cheyenne, I want to talk to you. Um, I want to give you an answer that, that, that maybe will encourage you. So I want you to know that this answer is just for you. Um, and as I sat down and started writing out my thoughts, I wrote four pages of thoughts and about how does somebody live in love in this world as a teen with anxiety? And what you have to know is this. Cheyenne, is that worry is a misuse of your imagination, and that leads to fear, that leads to anxiety, and then it leads to panic, which can paralyze any movement in your life. And I get the idea that you're, you're kind of at those beginning stages of uh, paralysis, where it's, it's starting to become more comfortable to be at home and away from everybody, and to disengage rather than to engage. And usually that's because it's so painful to engage. And, and you know, anxiety is more about what you don't see as opposed to depression, which is more about things that you do see and that you're certain of. Meaning this, if I know that I'm fat and unattractive and miserable and people don't like me and I stink and I can't do anything about it, and I have zits all over my face, and then that's something to get depressed about because I know that it's real. I can see it. I can look in the mirror, and I know it. So I get depressed. I don't get anxious over that. It's just the way things are. Anxiety is more of, of, of the engagement somewhere else that, that uh, for some reason I feel a certain way about what the future holds, but it's an unsuredness or an uncertainty, just like the stock market. It's uncertain. And, and the, the stock market is very anxious uh, because it lives in uncertainty and certainty. And I would say teens do as well in their concept and ideas about our feelings of anxiety. I mean, it, and, and your anxiety may have come to you because you've seen something or perhaps you've been victimized or you've been treated abusively or you've heard about something that scared you and you don't even know what that is or you've had a friend experience uh, something and uh, it is something that you've put fear into, or you've been told something that frightens you. You know, you know, when somebody gets anxious, you can die from eating peanuts. I, I, I know I've got a granddaughter that's extremely anxious and, and she is allergic to foods. And so she doesn't eat that. And she, if I make it, if I touch a peanut and then touch her, she'll kill me, you know, kind of thing. She loves me, but she'll still kill me. Um, or, or you've been told something that, you know, that somebody says you'll never amount to anything. Uh, that would create, an, uh, I, I guess, a, a, an atmosphere where anybody would be anxious. Or you're not adequate to accomplish what is before you. And so those thoughts have come from somewhere. And, and basically what happens is they begin to control you uh, wherever they came from. And, 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 and here's the thing that I think is, is, is pretty uh, unique about today's culture, teen culture, is that, that Cheyenne, most, most uh, people 
um, have relationships around them, true friendships that help you process your thoughts. I mean, they, they say things like, you know, that's stupid. I wouldn't think that. Or, wow, where did that come from? Or, hey, that's wrong. Or, Cheyenne, that's not true. Or, he, she, or they isn't or aren't that way. Or, geez, that was out of left field. You know, it's it's the thoughts that that you have and the comments that you make, and because you have relationships, people are standing around you going, no, 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 that's not true. But if you don't have relationships, if you don't have friendships around you where people will speak the truth in love, then those thoughts are allowed to kind of linger in your head and stir around. And so, you know, you rely on the input that you have. And what you have, if you don't have those relationships, is news that always makes the world look like a complete mess or biased comments, which, which you have to take with a grain of salt in some way, or what you watch is entertainment. I mean, entertainment is just that. It's entertainment. It's not always the truth. Or it's what you listen to. And if you have negative thoughts in your head or you listen to negative comments made by people all the time that may identify with you, but it's still negative comments and it's taking you somewhere and it's, and it's conditioning your mind. Well, if it conditions your mind and you don't have other people there to go, whoa, 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 wait, Cheyenne, Cheyenne, don't, don't think that way. Then you continue to think that way. Or it may be the social media that you engage with. And, and I, you and I didn't have the opportunity to talk about social media, but, but, you know, social media in, in one sense is very comparative and you, and, and the result of that is you're never good enough or it's competitive that, um, that you, you, you got to work harder and, and you'll never, uh, you'll never attain what you're looking for or it's commercialized that you need to have this to be happy, but the, their motivation is only because they want something from you. And so when you think about social media as being comparative or competitive or commercialized, the three C's, as I would call it, I ought to write a book about that. Um, then you begin to realize that, that the bad news that you hear and then the social media that's taken you one way and the absence of relationships around you, that's the world that creates anxiety. And, 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 and here's how you combat it. And you've got to know this. And I knew this from spending time with you, just the 20 minutes that we had to discuss standing there with your parents, that you are good enough, that you can be content and you, 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 you don't need anything more than what you already have. You know, I, the gal that I encountered there was, was, I, I thought, a, a pretty smart young lady. And Cheyenne, I would say that to you. Now, we were also in a church, and I'm going to tell you what, what Scripture would tell you. It's Philippians 4, 6. And it does, and, and, and people get it wrong sometimes when they say, don't, when they, when they quote this, and they, it says, don't be anxious for anything. That's not what Scripture says. It says, be anxious for nothing. And sometimes there's nothing. You're trying to attain something that you just can't see or you can't put your finger on and you don't know what it really is. And so you're trying to get something you don't really know what it is. And Scripture is saying, don't be anxious for that. Don't be anxious for, for nothing. There's nothing out there. And so how you combat that is to learn how to be content in who you are. 
And, and I think that's tough sometimes when you have people around you that are telling you that, um, that you're not content and you should be doing other things and you should know these things. Most people think they're doing everybody a great favor by encouraging you that way. But what they don't know is that it's actually discouraging you in a number of ways. So, Cheyenne, I would tell you this. I mean, this would be, I'm going to give you 11 things that I wrote down and I thought, you know, this would be what I would want to share with you so that, so that you can kind of get out of this funk that you find yourself in. The first thing would be this, fill your world with great friends and start with just one. Surround yourself with them. You need input from other people. You need people to affirm the beauty that is inside you uh, and to bring that out. And you also need friends to tell you when you're being stupid. <laughs> when, when you're having thoughts that they'll go, wait, 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 those thoughts aren't good. And a good friend will tell you that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend that tells you things you don't like to hear, but it's good that you hear them because it, it's like iron sharpening iron. You sharpen one another. The second thing would be this. Stay away from sources or people that constantly remind you of what you don't have. And I, I mean, it's if you don't have it, then it, you, they keep telling you that. Well, you can't do anything to get it, so now you're anxious about uh, what you're supposed to be getting. And that's where the Scripture comes in and says, don't be anxious for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. Don't, don't try to grab something that's, that's not there. The third thing is I do, get a job. I think, I, I think a job gives you the opportunity to interact with other people and be around other people of all sorts, that can affirm you in some way and would allow you to shine um, just as just as you did that day. I mean, you were a beacon in that church, um, and and you came across with a smile on your face. You laughed at my jokes. I was excited about that. Um, your parents did too, and um, I love your parents, and I know you do, and they want the best for you, and you know that. Um but I would still tell you that, that you need to do some things outside of home where you're getting other messages as well. The fourth thing I would say, do some volunteer work or go on a mission trip. Spend some time with someone um, who can benefit from your presence and you can't benefit from their presence. Now, in the long run, you will because you're giving yourself to somebody else to help them. The fifth thing is control your thoughts. I mean, basically, you need to put a sign on the back of your door in your room or above your bed on the ceiling or write it on the mirror in your bathroom, uh, and it needs to say these three words. Don't go there. Don't go there. It, it, I mean, it's just the thoughts that come to you at times that tell you what you uh, aren't and try to convince you that you got to fight those thoughts. And if you can't do that and get some help from a doc that can give you some meds to help you with those negative thoughts and, um, and let him know that you're having a difficult time and you want to get through it. And so get on the meds so you can control your thinking just a little bit easier. The sixth thing would be this, and I, I encourage everybody to do this. 
Sit down with a counselor and participate in a group therapy session with other anxious people. I mean, there's something about that that could be a, a great benefit to you, Cheyenne. And and I, and it, it's because I think that could be a, a group that that can give you input, and you can give them input, and share your heart as well. The seventh thing is the seventh thing is this: pick up a habit. Why? Maybe it's watching movies, but watch some good movies that are affirming. You know, use your hands doing something. And I'm talking about stupid stuff like uh, knitting or crocheting or or just something. I mean, I, I think there's something healthy about that. It gets the focus off of yourself and off of what you're doing. It just puts it somewhere else. And when it puts it somewhere else, what it's doing is relaxing your mind where you don't have to think about yourself continually. I know this, that I, I can't shut my thinker down. My, I'm thinking all the time. I have a pad of paper next to my bed. I wake up in the middle of the night and I think of stuff. And, and when I'm thinking of stuff, I've got to write it down or I'll almost obsess with it. I, I can't get it off my mind. And so I have to do things. I have to really do things that keep me from thinking about work and all the other things that I have to do. And what I've found is this. When I water ski, I don't think about anything else. You know what I think about? Staying alive. I don't want to kill myself. That's, that's really what I think about. And so, but what that does, it relaxes my mind so I don't have to spend all this time worrying, panicking, fearing, and being full of anxiety. You've got to have a break somewhere from that. And it may be this, um, which is my, the eighth thing that I would tell you. Exercise. Get out and walk. Go for a workout. Change your diet. You know, um, get a dog, get a dog for the sole purpose of having a buddy that you can go on a walk with every day or take your dog out for a walk. Maybe your dog's anxious and, and your dog could help you. I know it could. The ninth thing is this, quit participating in, in activities that have a tendency to bring you down. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. But if you're involved in something that is too much pressure for you and it takes you to a, a bad place, then then do something to get out of that like this. I mean, cheerleading could be an intense thing for a lot of people. Sports can be pretty intense. I ran triathlons for years and I, I ended up getting consumed with that. Church may be intense for you. Whatever's intense for you, back off from it and get away from those things that have a tendency to bring you down. I mean, you've got to protect yourself. The 10th thing is this. Find out ways to laugh more. You know, YouTube, people, comedians, laughter is good for the soul. And it's another form of worship. And here's the 11th thing that I think is so important. Make good choices. This is for you, Cheyenne. Get out of bed, eat right, exercise, stop the thoughts. You know, quit thinking negative things. Uh, don't let the thoughts take over and affirm who you know who you are to be. And I think these 11 things will help you choose to not be controlled, to take a chance and relax more. I, and I want you to know this. I so enjoyed uh, meeting you and your family. And, um, and, and I just hope, um, just from the time that I met you, that I know this, that you're capable of being a good friend to those around you. You're in a very attractive, you have a, a, a very attractive personality. You, you're attractive and beautiful in the way that, that 
that you come across to people. You look very warm and inviting in, in relationships. So take advantage of that. And you have a wonderful future ahead of you. I hope this helps answer your question. Cheyenne, thanks for coming up and talking to me. Say hi to your parents. God bless you. And hopefully we'll get to see each other soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit parentingtodaysteens.org, heartlightministries.org, or markgregston.com. And don't forget that if you want to hear Mark answer more of your questions, you could subscribe to I Must Ask Mark a Question on Apple Podcasts. It's just $2.99 a month or $29.99 a year with new episodes dropping every Friday. We'll be back here on Monday for another great episode. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you then.